3: This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly roundup of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. And this is episode 111. I'm Janine, Olive's food director and podcast host. Later on, I'm catching up with editor Laura to talk about the recent exciting launch of Olive Chef Awards. The nominations are in, the shortlist have been picked, and we discuss some of the chefs and judges involved. But first up, editorial assistant Ellie chats to Muriel Armitage of Club Mexicana and Luke McLaughlin, co-founder of The Spread Eagle, about Mexican-inspired street food opening in London's first 100% vegan pub and their monthly Taco Tuesday series.
0: Hello, and I'm here to chat to Mariel, who is co-founder of Club Mexicana, and Luke, who runs Spread Eagle, which is London's first 100% vegan pub in Homerton. I think that is correct.
2: That's correct. Um,
0: (laughs) So, first of all, when did you start Club Mexicana, Supper Club?
2: Uh, That was uh, just over four years ago. um, Okay. Yeah, in Hackney as a supper club that ran for five consecutive Saturday nights. um, And then that turned into... Street food with Curb, and then street food Mm. with Street Feast, um, and then more and more festivals, events, more supper clubs, which is where I met Luke um, and his partner. They came to one that we did with a chef called Adam Rawson. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, so that was a really cool one that we did in in Hackney. It was like a seven-course one with wine pairing and stuff. It was really delicious. Um, Yeah, so then that's when my friendship with Luke started. He's a massive foodie and um really loved what we were doing as yeah, well and
1: I always really enjoyed your food so and that's kind of how the friendship started Yeah. Was, you no, know shared that's... love of vegan food exactly that's
2: and good. and yeah Luke kept coming to everything that we were doing we kept, <laughs> we kept on talking <laughs> <this guy, laughs> like, <kept there>, anyway. <laughs> we kept talking about doing something together mm. um and then well yeah then, this, then you carry on the rest of Yeah,
1: thing. I mean, I, I, I used to... Well, well, you know, our friendship was blossoming. I kind of used to pawn parties at festivals and run certain areas. Um, and the woman that I worked with, Sherry Lee, who was professional, she's running restaurants and bars all across mm. London. Um, you know, one time at a festival, she was. She suggested, should we get a bar, should we get a pub, should we do something? <laughs> you know, some, some bricks and mortar other than, like, setting up... In a field in the mud, <laughs> which sounded like a great idea to me, you know. Um, so we came back to London, and the pub at the end of my street came on the market, and we, I spoke to Sherry. I said, "Are you still up for opening a pub, perhaps?" What do what, what you think? And she was, you know, really excited about it. And I spoke to Mary, and I was like, "Listen, we're thinking about getting this pub. Would you want to come board, partner with us, do the food?" And that's kind of how it blossomed, really, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. And did, was it always going to be 100% vegan? Like, from the off, was that yeah. the plan? Yeah. yeah, that was the plan. And was that, I And guess... just to
1: differentiate us as well. I yeah. think You know, I, I mean, I've always enjoyed my food and there's just not that many places that make a real effort with no. vegan food, let alone go 100% yeah. with the food and with the fixtures and fittings. So um, yeah. it just fit. Bus yeah. and our lifestyle and it's we just kind of opened up a venue that we'd want to go to but, and yeah eat at and drink at. exactly
2: too many places it's just an afterthought having a vegan mm. or a vegetarian menu mm-hmm. and it doesn't that ethos doesn't like filter through mm-hmm. to the yeah. rest of
1: it yeah totally
2: and that's what i think like you guys and us have tried really hard to mm-hmm. do with here yeah
0: and i think definitely because i remember when we came last tuesday all the drinks were obviously vegan as well yeah. and the cocktails and, there's no um, and no leather, no, yeah, every element to it, every last is, little
1: detail. Where but we I can. guess
0: now, because vegan is such a such a thing, and it's we just yeah. take it for granted almost. I guess a few years ago, that was almost a bit of a scary concept. Kind of thinking, oh, is this going to work? Like? For sure, <laughs> for
2: sure. Actually, it was Luke when he sort of. Came up with the idea. We, we, um, I was I was the one who was quite hesitant about <laughs> it, which is weird because I was the one who'd been running a vegan company already mm. for like three and a half years, and I should have been like, "Yeah, this yes. is going to work." Um, but I was still like, "Oh, really? I don't. I'm not sure about that. A fully vegan pub. Mm. I'm not sure. It's a bit gutsy. It's kind of like." on the other mm, side but, of
1: Hackney and... Mm, out, all, like, all my friends thought I was mad. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Luckily, <laughs> yeah. it kind of um, worked. It took, it took me a right while to mind. get my head around it, yeah. yeah.
2: And I think part of, part of us, we were scared of, like... I know I was scared a little bit of just making sure it was a 100% right, and there's always stuff mm-hmm. that, like, y- you might forget about or... And then, and then I think we had a bit of a, like, I don't know, epiphany moment when we were, like... I think it was, like, during the opening week or something, we were stressing about, like, like, you know, are are we going to sort of get everything right? And then we were like, we're... God, hang on a minute, we're, like, absolutely trying our best here and, like, Mm. I run a vegan business, now Luke runs a vegan business. Like, you can't... You can't fault people just trying their best. And that's always been our ethos Mm -hmm. in everything
1: that we do as well. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there was a lot of research went into the drinks Mm. just to make sure it was 100% vegan, yeah. Yeah. and our worst nightmare was somebody to kind of pull us up and catch yeah. us out, yeah. you know, so... And it, I guess
0: that is tricky when every element is. That's kind of yeah. playing on your mind, isn't but, it? But, but from our
1: point way. of view, because we were that involved in it, yeah. we, we went into every detail. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think people would, would notice would half know. the time, you know, <laughs> but but we kind of wanted to make that effort. And yeah, we, we're at a stage now where we feel confident, I yeah. think, with what we've achieved and I think also the
2: best thing about it is that like you you know people there are always going to be people trying to catch you out Mm. and stuff but I don't think that those are the people coming to this pub we have such a great supportive audience Mm -hmm. and also the other thing is like because I I, we have to do the same thing with our food like look at our look at our suppliers Mm. then ask our suppliers to look at their manufacturers and make sure that they're doing everything right and it's there's a whole chain to it but the best thing about now and like you say like vegan being like the thing Mm. actually all those companies down the production chain are also aware of it because it's really come to the forefront and it's not it's now no longer like a bit of a side like Oh, the grumbling vegans. No, it, it's the, the it's caught at, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And
1: one great thing on the drinks front, I think, is when we're asking all the suppliers, is this vegan, mm. they, they have to go back and check their suppliers, go through the whole chain. Yeah. Some of the big suppliers that we use now mm. actually have notifications on their website mm. denoting whether yeah. it's vegan or not. And oh, that was, yeah, prior to us, yeah. that didn't exist. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I would like it. to think that yeah. we've had a little, mm. l- 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 played a little part in that, yeah. which is great.
2: Yeah. And even there might be some that are like, oh, it's not, because we still use i don't know honey or something yeah and actually some people are like looking back at their recipes and like we don't really need to we do that, that. Yeah. yeah
0: they can kind of alter it to then make yeah. it
2: definitely with beer companies using more more. um like egg whites and isinglass to, to finish their products yeah.
0: like
2: they're just seeing less and less need to do it no
0: because if there's an is an alternative that's more suitable for everyone then i think it's it because it, really
2: with so beer and wine it's just about the the non-vegan products just make it clear yeah so it's just a fining process Mm. and actually what what places like this are showing is there is still there is still the same demand whether it's cloudy Mm. or it's clear like you know no one cares and actually like the natural wine movement is booming and people are just like actually you know what that stuff that they take out to make it clear has a little bit of flavor in it Mm -hmm. and actually i'd rather have have
0: the flavor yeah Absolutely. Yeah.
2: And for the producers, they're like, it's win win because it's, one, they, less they, step in they, the it's one less step and, and it's less one less uh, yeah. like, cost.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so the food itself that you're cooking here, it's Mexican, isn't it? And you went to Mexico for a month. Is yeah. that right?
2: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And how is that, I guess, when you first started, like adapting those recipes yeah. to make them suitable for the vegan? Well, so. Our, what we always say is
2: our food is Mexican inspired. Cool. Um, we we're, ne- we're like inauthentic Mexican. Yeah. We're not trying to be authentic <laughs> because essentially, if if you go to somebody and say this is vegan, it's authentic Mexican, <laughs> they'll la- they'll <laughs> laugh. <laughs> a minute. Mexican will laugh in your face. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for me, like I just absolutely love the flavours that are c- come from Mexico. So, mm-hmm. and and I think that the flavours come from the non meat stuff. So like the spices, the herbs. Yeah. Um, the chilies, the um, Limes. the lime, yeah, the citrus, the pickles, the salsas, all of that kind of stuff. And for me, the meat—it's like—and the tacos themselves, like yeah. the corn flavor, the meat for me is like a it's like a protein carrier of all of that stuff. And so, and what I like to do is experiment with non-meat protein carriers. Yeah. And so now, you know, obviously we use like jackfruit, which is really mm. key to our, all of our dishes, uh, towfish um satan to use like Mm. sort of imitation carnita uh, sorry um carne asada uh, those kind of meaty dishes yeah um and and other sorts of vegetables just to like play around with it's because i think it's all about textures Mm. um and yeah chewiness and yeah crunchiness and trying to replicate that with other things that are vegan and having some fun with it as well like Mm. never wanting to be too serious about it so um yeah i think that's it really
0: And you've just started uh, Taco Tuesdays, so it's a monthly series. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we, well, I at least, tried uh, (laughs) the Anna Jones ones last Tuesday, and I have got the menu here. So we had, like, charred asparagus with whipped sweet potato, tomatoes, pickled jalapeno, roasted aubergine, baba ganoush, and you've got two other chefs doing Mm -hmm. that as well. So what was the inspiration behind that series?
2: Um... Luke's wanting to do Taco Tuesday since we started. <laughs> <laughs> it just, just makes sense <laughs> to me. Exactly. Um, he, uh, Luke, I think, I think like, a big proportion of our taco sales are just down to Luke himself.
0: Um, he, <laughs> Supporting the business. But it's, yeah.
2: nice, but it's nice, because he, like me, is really passionate about Mexican food. You've been to Mexico a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, we both absolutely love tacos. I think we're both quite... Greedy and and so tacos are the perfect thing for that us helps. to like because you can eat a taco and not feel like you've had anything. It's no, like, it's like having going. a packet of crisps or something. <laughs> like, um I feel like tacos are my chocolate bars. Like yeah. I can just keep mm, on going with them. Going. um and yeah, there was just I think Anna, it was actually Anna Jones came to the pub so she's a local and um, Luke's a local as well so they're actually neighbours she came to the pub one Sunday afternoon and we just got chatting and um, you know she's a writer that I've got all of her cookbooks she's been really (laughs) inspirational to me in terms of my cooking Um, so yeah it was just kind of like chatting around that really
1: and And we um, wanted to work with people that were local or yeah. had some sort of shared passion. Yeah, yeah exactly. When so, we've got a perfect lineup, really, we I
2: have. Think. Yeah, because yeah. Neil Neil Rankin as well um, has been a big influence in my cooking as well. Like he, when we first joined Street Feast, um, he acted as a mentor to me, um, and it was quite interesting because obviously. He's like known for his meat and yeah, barbecue that's what I was cooking, say. and I remember we started. It was our first night at um, their Lewisham site, and we were quite new in street Feast at that time. And you know, he was chatting to me, and he was just like, "I love what you're doing. I think this is the future of food. Um, these tacos are amazing." And he since said like. Our, our Toe Fish Tacos are the best fish tacos in London. And I'm just... I was just, like, blown away. Like yeah. night. I was like, oh, my God, the, wow. like, king of, like, slow and low <laughs> yeah. barbecue cooking is, like, loving our food. Actually loves vegan. And um, obviously got to know him more and, um, you know, he's, he's been here and he loves the food and, you know, know... He actually knows Sherry as yeah, well. Yeah, He's he worked with he, Sherry in the past. right, yeah. oh, well, it's all circle. like a circle. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And he's just you know, he's known as a meat guy, but he's an appreciator of all good food. And obviously, temper in Soho as well Mm. has a real, like, Latin American focus to it. So, like, tostadas, tacos, like, he is really passionate about all the flavours that I'm passionate about. And, you know, it's really nice to sort of talk to him about that because he, again, is, like, talking to me about the texture of Satan and how to make Satan close to the texture of meat and involving, like, different layers of fat within that and stuff. So it's really interesting for me... Um, as a vegan, to be talking to somebody
1: like that yeah. about the, like, different That's layers same. in the food. Um, so his date's the 28th, 28th of August, August which yeah. is it's going to be quite exciting. I yeah. think There's be, a number of us looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah I think that'll be really good, because I think obviously you do hear like Neil Rankin, and you think, oh, me. Mm-hmm. But to see him doing vegan versions of that, and I think it's yeah. good because each of the chefs has such a different style, don't they? Mm-hmm. So if Say if someone was to come to each of them, you'd kind of really get that difference. Yeah, you'd be like, "Oh, this hopefully they'll be really different." Is, yeah.
1: yeah, I think it's really important for veganism to permeate into fine dining. Absolutely, you, look mm. at the, you know the high-end restaurants, the ones that get all the accolades that yeah. win the awards. The vegan choices are, you know, scarce if yeah, you yeah. Know, minimal if at all. So I think over the next few years, we're going to see a lot of chefs pick up. The yeah pattern, yeah which exactly is going to be, and it's, it's good for,
2: great, for everything yeah
1: it's yeah. great for the whole it's yeah. an
2: exciting time hopefully for free sure. taco tuesday as well like we we get to learn stuff from them and yeah. they get to learn stuff from us mm. as well
0: so who's the final chef okay.
2: uh so that's um Mateo from uh radio alice okay
0: so, um, doing so, so
2: we're doing italian so that'll be the next one um oh, nice. it's just in it's on the 24th of july okay yeah. um and we're going to do basically pizza tacos? Amazing! So we're gonna sort of <laughs> sounds um, good to well, me. Not, not yeah, sort of, uh, you know.
0: pizza tacos. Exactly. <laughs> so we're
2: basically gonna take um, some of their favourite pizza toppings, and I've, yeah. I've I've been talking to Matteo about um, some of their classic Italian ones that haven't even been put on the menu at Radio Alice. Okay. Some kind of real, true Calabrian Italian ones. Yeah. Um, and using really like great sort of in season vegetables, like they mm. use like tropia onions. Um, and, like, the best tomatoes. Yeah. Um, and maybe adding some things that we do, like some cashew cheeses. Yeah. Um, Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Like, um, maybe some a vegan andouille. Um, yeah, so get to kind of play Sweet. around with Sweet. the kind of typical pizza toppings, Italian toppings, but also kind of Mexicanizing Sweet. it in our yeah. own ways. And it's kind of cool because we did a collaboration with them recently as well. So we okay. did... Our jackfruit carnitas. Um, Oh, yes, on the pizza. On the pizza. The jackfruit carnitas are on the menu at the Spread Eagle, and then we put that on the pizza, um, which I know I'm biased, but I (laughs) I absolutely loved it. Of course. Um, (laughs) And so it's kind of nice to be able to play that the other way around.
0: And I think I I said this to you last Tuesday. It's funny because obviously a taco and a pizza, although they're different, it's a similar kind of concept, isn't it? It is, absolutely. On a base. base, So it makes sense that it would. Work. Exactly. And
2: also the, the, thing, the thing with Radio Alice is, like, their whole concept is actually that each piece of the pizza, mm. so when you look at their pizzas, the pieces are all identical because they want you to have every single bit of flavour from from that pizza topping in one piece, bite, and one bite oh. which is essentially a taco as yeah. well, like, you know, within those two or three bites you should be able to get everything out of it and it's the same with a piece of pizza, so... Yeah. Um, it's just yeah. the construction
1: that differs, isn't it? Yeah. Pizzas mm. are flat. Flat,
2: and tacos, yeah. Piled, exactly, so. exactly, yeah. Oh, amazing. That's what I've been teaching them about, actually, yeah. like, layering up rather oh, really? than, like, laying flat. I guess it's
0: difficult for that, if you're so used to doing something, like, to try and redo what you're doing it's
1: (laughs) exactly yeah i guess with the pizza if it's cooking it kind of needs to be spread out Mm. yeah absolutely afterwards i guess yeah Yeah. with additions amazing yeah so
0: can people buy tickets online these events
2: they can indeed so all they need to do is go to the spread eagle website Mm -hmm. um and book a table so there's two sittings okay Um, booking a table at either of those sittings on the 20, Tuesday, the 24th of July. Um, or the 28th of August. Or the 28th of yeah. August for Neil Rankins, of course. Um, yeah. And, and um, eat the food. Eat, come come yeah, and come eat down. the food, And yeah. drink yeah. the cocktails. The and drink the of amazing course, cocktails, of course,
0: which are well. amazing. Yeah, what was the... I had one last time. Oh, um, well, you had quite
1: a few. I had <laughs> <like>, oh, <laughs> Was it the Raspberry Beret? I had
0: that one, but then I had... had like, creamy the creamy one at the end. The creamy one, yeah. It um, was The, ha- the, the hazelnut. hazelnut. And... A uh, bit of chocolate? Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> well, yeah. if you're there, you should have that one because It yeah. is. It's it's great. It's got, I think it's got frangelico
1: in it, yeah, which is amazing. It's, yeah. amazing. White and, like, and it's my favourite. Chasen and whitewashed. We do quite a lot of cocktails. Very, so.
0: very yeah. indulgent. Yeah, it's, it's perfect
1: sweet finish. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like a second like a d- dessert. It is always like <laughs>
0: <great. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. No worries.
1: Thank Thank so you.
3: So super exciting times here at Olive HQ <laughs> as we launched our first Olive Chef Awards this year. So I'm here with Laura, the editor. Hi, Laura. Hello. Uh, to talk all about it. We're actually um, past the nomination stage and we're now yeah. into the shortlists.
4: Yeah, this is super, super exciting. This is um, an award that we've been working on for like two years yeah. behind the scenes. And when we first came up with the concept, we, we knew there were lots of restaurant awards around. You know, we've seen them, yeah. you'll see the great list. And they're really fantastic for kind of, trying to find restaurants to go visit but with the chef awards what we wanted to do was to celebrate the people behind the restaurants you know yeah. those chefs who are behind the pass sweating their asses off yeah. working so hard to produce amazing food and Not make people necessarily really happy.
3: getting the accolades that no. everyone gets the showman that get like exactly fun, yeah. you know
4: you'll have the tv chefs and the, the personalities and you'll have the chefs that have been around the block a long time yeah. and they'll be recognized but these are kind of the ones that are kind of that you might have heard of their names but you might not have and they're the ones working, not to say no one else is working really hard obviously, (laughs) but they're working really, really hard for not much kind of um, praise at the moment and we just really wanted to celebrate them especially at the moment when there's such a chef shortage. Mm. Um, You kind of want to show that this is a really cool profession to be in. It is. Um, You know, all of these people on our shortlist who we'll talk about in a minute are doing incredible things. And it's
3: like an ever-changing and exciting landscape to work in, isn't it? Because like... We can see by the categories that we decided we were going to do that we didn't go for... your regular categories we We went for slightly quirky
4: yeah I mean again we could have done what you might see elsewhere in awards and you know done best French chef or best Spanish chef and there would be plenty of people to choose from for those but we kind of were recognising things that we felt either weren't being shouted about or were just new new emerging trends in the scene that were really cool and interesting so in terms of the categories Mm. I, I should say that the Olive Chef Awards are in association with a really cool partner as well called Dark Horse Wine who we've been working with and they just Felt like such a natural fit yeah, really for us. So enthusiastic um, about what So enthusiastic, you know, they champion kind of the underdogs and uh, their winemakers. Really cool. Um, and you know, this is all about the underdogs of the the chef world. So they were a natural <laughs> fit. And we've actually got. Let's start by talking yeah. about their award. Um, so we've got a couple of categories. So we've got Dark Horse Wine Award. Now yeah. this is where you go to a restaurant and you're just surprised in the best possible way yeah. at what's being served. So. It's kind of a loose one, but we're looking at a chef who's seriously innovating and doing something truly different to everyone yeah. else. Um, and I know that's really hard to kind of pinpoint and that yeah. opens it out. It's kind of when you
3: have that wow moment where yeah. you might have walked in somewhere and you weren't, you didn't know what you were expecting, but you leave with a massive smile on your face and you tell all your friends about it. Exactly. You know I
4: mean? And that, I mean, that's what we're all about as yeah. well. That's what we, the restaurants we recommend on our pages. Sometimes restaurants aren't categorizable by, you know, this is that type of restaurant. Yeah. It's just, I wanted a chef that was doing doing something seriously cool. So let's talk about some of the the chefs that were um, shortlisted for that one. So we've got some really um, amazing people there. We've got... um, and across which i should say all of these wards are across the country okay Uh, shortlisted people i can't speak today all of these shortlisted (laughs) people are from across the country um so we've got jeremy chan from ikoya in london so we've done a feature on him recently actually and we've done a restaurant recommendation of those if you want to have a look at olivemagazine.com cool for both of those um they're doing some really cool stuff in london it's kind of like it's kind of African, but fine dining, yeah. it, again, not really categorizable as such. You kind of got the flavours of, of certain regions of Africa, but mm. then with twists and and really kind of interesting techniques. And that's and kind of
3: an emerging trend as well as Yeah, it? really, really emerging trend. Years,
4: yeah. Um so we're super impressed with what they're doing. And and Jeremy's like he wasn't content with kind of getting some good vibes with the, the menu that he did originally. Okay. He then changed up and completely threw away the <laughs> menu and started again and then was doing all stuff with fish. So I can totally see why why it's he's got of, nominated. Yeah. Then we've got Sam Buckley from Where the Light Gets in, in Stockport. Cool. Um, again we've got an interview with Sam on the website olivemagazine.com he's just a really cool dude yeah. you know Marina Lachlan gave him I think five stars she? when wow. she reviewed him Um, you know he's just doing again really interesting things you're not going to be able to get a table at that restaurant I'm just going to put it out there it's really <laughs> hard to get into <laughs> to get in now um, and try yeah. them for next year <laughs> yeah there's, there's I don't think there's a menu and they just they're doing really cool interesting things we've also got Luke French at Jorro in okay, Sheffield, Sheffield. Um, and Michael Carr at Restaurant 92 in Harrogate
3: it's a really nice spread as well, isn't it? It just yeah. shows that um, when we did a shout out for nominations, people all over the country sort of thought they recognised that we really
4: wanted to sort of showcase the whole of the country. We weren't just going to be London centric. Totally. So. I mean, obviously there are some really interesting things going on in London, yeah, but tons. you know, London's a small place. There's a yeah. relatively there's a huge country yeah. and countries across the UK for us to. to um, fine chefs in cool. and our readers have done us proud because they really nominated people from around the country so yeah. another uh, another category that we looked at um was veggie pioneer
3: oh yeah because this is huge at the minute i mean yeah we, again, and we, we've, we've seen that that trend vegan vegetarian and just completely taken over
4: totally and it, it, for for us and for our readers yeah. it seems it's you don't have to be vegan or vegetarian no, exactly to appreciate the value of vegetables mm. and plant-based cooking and and the exciting things you can do with veggies so this category for us, wasn't about it being a vegan or vegetarian menu or restaurant Mm. as such, but more that these chefs really knew how to make vegetables kick ass, you know, like they make veggies really sexy. Um and there's some great ones on here. So we've got Rob Howell from Root in Bristol. Oh, yeah, they're great. Um I've been there a few times to Root and his cooking's just so cool. I mean there's there's meat and fish on the menu, but what he's doing there is yeah. super exciting. He's not like neglecting the veg as well. No, veg are definitely the stars. Then we've got Kirk hayworth at Plates in London. Um okay. he's got a famous dad. Uh, have a have a look at him up in the Chef World. But um he's oh, yeah. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> old Nigel. Um <laughs> <laughs> but we he's been doing some really cool things and he got mm. loads of nominations i'm not not uh, going to lie he's got he got a lot of nominations so it- but our readers like what he's doing. Um we also got Chantal Nicholson at Treadwell's oh, yeah. who does a really interesting veggie-only menu uh in London, and then Richard Buckley at Acorn Vegetarian Kitchen in Bath. Cool. Um and Richard again was doing some amazing things. That restaurant when he took it over was Demuth's, um, which was a really famous vegetarian restaurant okay. by Rachel Demuth, who had uh built up this, you know loyal fans yeah. and then Richard took it over changed it up and he's still been doing really successful doing really interesting things. That's a really things. hard
3: job as well taking over something that established.
4: The legacy of yeah Rachel yeah. Demuth is a hard one to <laughs> to compete with but he's he's done such a cool job and again our readers obviously really rate what Loved he's doing. Him, yeah. Um I'll tell you the most popular category that we got entries for, though, which I think is really interesting okay. and really telling of the times that we're in, yeah. was the Sustainable Star category. Oh, God, yeah, that's a really good one, isn't it? So, yeah, so, I mean, I don't even need to say the word, but, you know, we did a an eco issue in our June issue, June issue everybody's yeah. talking about plastics and for this we wanted a chef that was able to prove that they care as much about the environment mm. as the food they're serving and and that's not just because they're ticking a trend box nope. and you know trying to get people in they're the ones that you know pioneers of low waste cooking they'll have invested in low energy kitchen equipment yeah. they'll probably be growing their own produce and doing other creative things to and make sure their impact is low you know? it's a
3: huge job to, oh, oh to do that I mean yeah. it's it's much easier for chefs to just chuck stuff away start again totally you know and and actually it probably costs more to do it in this way which is ridiculous because it shouldn't but it probably does the the, the, the time you have to invest in it and the money money that you have to invest and and also resetting
4: your brain you know the very nature of a kitchen professional kitchens is a tough one you know you think basic things like cling film and all those sorts of things and like you say throw away and um it's it's a tricky one even just the packaging from the suppliers yeah. that they're getting in can you know have a lot of plastic in exactly. and it's, it's a hard job but there were a lot of entries which shows that there are a lot of cool people yeah, across the UK doing interesting things yeah. so to, well, I'm conscious we've got a lot of people to rattle through so I'll, I'll quickly go through these cool. we've got Brad Carter yeah. at Carter's and Moseley in Birmingham nice. Douglas McMaster of Silo and Cub in Brighton and London Um Merlin Labron-Johnson of Portland in London Sat Baines a Rest at Baines in Nottingham and Ellis Barry of Maringrass oh, yeah. in Anglesey. I'm going to give Ellis a shout-out here because he actually got shortlisted for two categories. Again, got so many nominations yeah. from readers. He got,
3: he got a lot. I he remember got... seeing that on the shortlist. <laughs> he got, got he such like a lot.
4: Um, and so he was also shortlisted for our other very popular category, which was Community Champion. Oh, yeah. He's
3: obviously doing some great things for yeah.
4: that. Yeah. And uh, do you know what? This category, again, was really one that I loved and I, mm. I was really pleased that so many people got on board with it. Yeah. Um, this was the one where chefs are doing great things to give back to their community. So it's, again, being, you know, conscious and not just head-down professionalism, putting out a plate of food. This is thinking, you know, um, donating any unsold loaves. If you're a baker, this is about... um, giving any leftover food to homeless charities this is about working with vulnerable people or... yeah, it's also
3: bringing food in, into the community yeah. as like a healing thing yeah. and as a teaching thing you know because totally. there's people on here who are going out and teaching kids how to cook and, totally. and you know like trying to bring the food back into like a natural place in your life where it's something that you celebrate and it makes you better basically. yeah
4: <laughs> and can bring you joy
3: yeah, and, I just,
4: and joy yeah and i love that there were so many entries for this so mm. we've got ellis again under that category we've got asma khan from. Darjeeling Express who we featured in our eco-issue actually because she's doing incredible things with um Uh, Females in London giving them an opportunity to work when they might not have done otherwise. Uh, We've got Tom Brown at Cornerstone in London which is a great new fish restaurant in Hackney Wick. Mm. Um, We've got Ben Quinn of Canteen in Cornwall and we've got Tony Evans of Can Cook in Liverpool and Merseyside. Mm. Um, So some really, really great people there. I can't encourage all of our listeners to go and (laughs) Google these people or have a look. We've got on the website we've got a Chef Awards hub in association with Dark Horse Wine where you can see lots of content Content that we yeah. already have on all of these great chefs so you can learn a bit more about them and we'll be kind of populating that as the months go on when we're judging. Cool. Uh, who else haven't we spoken about, Janine? We've got...
3: We have got the um, best pastry
4: chef. Yeah, this is really cool because <laughs> these are the guys that never get credit. They're the ones who are probably first in, last out um, and it takes a lot of time to create a dessert menu that kind of doesn't let down the courses before. Yeah. I think sometimes in restaurants unfortunately, desserts can be an afterthought. And these chefs are proving that you can do some seriously cool things, whether it be the bread at the start of the meal. Um, So we've got, like, uh, Ben Glazer at Coombshead Farm in Cornwall and I'm very excited to go judge this one because I so many nominations so many people tell me how awesome his bread is then we've got um Callum Franklin uh, who you've done many podcasts mate, with Callum. I love him <laughs> I'm not judging by the way so I don't get to say that you should win it <laughs> you can be biased because you're not judging um Callum from Holborn Dining Room we've got some He's brilliant doing amazing recipes. things with
3: pastry yeah I so mean like it's... taking it to the next level but it just shows you how wide that category is totally. because it's pastry chef baker so you could, yeah. from desserts right up to kind of perfect bread to lovely pies Exactly, so, yeah. and we've got some
4: great recipes from Callum on the website in that uh, Chef Award hub. We've got Florin Grammer from Popham's in London doing some incredible things with pastries. Um, mm-hmm. And then Sarah Lemanski from Noazette Bakehouse uh, near Leeds, I think that is. Um, so very cool. And then, what else have we got? Best street food chef. Oh yeah,
3: the street food, which Our again... Our readers
4: love street food, don't they? But
3: it just remains super popular. Like it never, ever seems to go out of fashion, but I mean, why would it? It's, you know, it's, it's become something that used to be a a little bit quirky now it's you know we can probably rival new
4: york for our street totally. food i'd say and so wide-ranging you yeah. know like you can get anything <laughs> in a car or a van or a you know a caravan <laughs> it, um it, it my mind boggles but we've got some really cool ones on this list so we've got uh terry i'm really sorry if i'm pronouncing this wrong terry terry messiah Oh yeah, uh, from Happy, Happy Endings, Endings. Uh, which is a great name. Uh, in London, they do ice cream cakes. Uh, we've got Maryelle Armitage mm. from Club Mexicana, which is vegan food. You can vegan actually food. hear her on this very podcast. Oh, there, we? <laughs> there we go.
3: We've just we've just had a chat with her. So there we yeah. go. Very timely.
4: Um, and then we've got Pete Hewitt from Homeboys in Nottingham, which is mm. kind of like Japanese junk food. Nice. And then Nick Archer from the Shellfish that sounds Pig. Sounds like
3: my kind of place, the <laughs> Shellfish Pig. I know. So that's
4: <laughs> they kind of um, go. Well, I say they Nick and his team go around Cornwall and Devon it's seafood and pork so I'm excited it's a great
3: combination though yeah, like natural pairing.
4: Seafood, yeah. Who And uh, we've got one more, which is Small, Small but, but Mighty. Mighty yeah. Um, and I think this is, again, such a really cool category. Uh, I really respect people like this. They're the kind of people that write the theme tune, yeah. sing the theme tune, and they do everything. Um, so they'll, be the, they'll probably be the restaurateur, they'll be the ones washing the napkins, they'll be the ones... They're kind of the one-man band on yeah. like,
3: playing all the tunes <laughs> I themselves. Know,
4: which I just love, and I really respect that but, hard-working, but you passionate... Get
3: yeah it's their personality that shines through the food because they're they're so involved in it
4: well and and the whole venue that they're at as well so you know some of these chefs own their own places but some of the ones in the categories will be in a restaurant that they don't own but these Mm. small but mighty they own these places every single bit of that room Will have an expression of their personality yeah. in it. So we've got Romy Gill from Romy's Kitchen uh, in Thornbury, which is a really interesting Indian restaurant. And we've got again, we've had a podcast with Romy. Got recipes yeah, yeah. from She's her. Great, isn't She's she? great. She's great. Um, we've got Bruce Rennie from the Shore in Penzance, lots of passionate um, nice. nominations for his restaurant and for him. Uh, ben Harmer of Penrose Kitchen in Truro. Wow, in Cornwall. Cornwall's, Cornwall's representing, isn't it? It really is. They're <laughs> doing some cool things down that way. Um, Mandy Yin of Shambell Shiok in London, ah. and James Cross of Lake Row Kitchen in the Lake District. And cool. again, we've got a really cool feature with James, uh, an interview with him online too. Cool. So, yeah. I mean, I don't how, know. how the hell are we going to choose? <laughs> I'm already I like, I'm like, I like
3: them, but I like them, but I love them. I and know, know. It's going to be such a tough job. Such a tough job.
4: But we've got some... Uh cool experts doing the judging so moi um, i'm doing the judging which i'm really excited about um you know i have just to give a bit of background to me i've been writing about restaurants and chefs for over a decade now editor of Olive, so super passionate about all things food (laughs) and i'm really greedy and love food so i'm (laughs) I'm very excited um then we've got mark taylor who's a a brilliant bristol-based journalist and restaurant inspector he's written for a number of newspapers magazines um restaurant guides over his sort of 20-year career he actually started writing out about pop music so if you want him to write about that too he can but he knows his food and um he's really excited to be traveling the country to judge for us cool. and then we've got felicity cloak who uh writes for the guardian yeah. i don't think she needs an introduction really and she writes
3: she's written for us she's as well. written for us yeah
4: some brilliant recipes of felicity's uh online at olivemagazine.com yeah, she's, if she's you great fancy. um and some brilliant cookbooks as well if you want to uh get some great recipes from there yeah. yeah, as well uh, and then the lovely Clark and Well Boy as well so he doesn't have his face in the magazine because he's a uh, man of mystery but <laughs> he's uh, one of our favourite Instagrammers he's got I'm, I, this is going to be out of date in the magazine we said he's got 175,000 sure followers now. but I'm yeah. sure he's got more um, and you know all of his content is about food yeah. he, he knows his stuff he he's, eats a lot he eats a lot he doesn't look like he eats <laughs> he a lot doesn't. I've met <laughs> him and, uh, he doesn't look like he eats a lot but him. he does but he knows his onions yeah, he's very yeah. discerning and um, he's done some incredible work for the Cook for Syria um, movement of yeah, which he's brilliant. a co-founder. So really pleased and we've got you know a great team of expert there in all different um, specialisms and fields yeah. and I, I can't wait to get their feedback so on all the restaurants. So between
3: them they're going to rattle it down to...
4: Yeah, Yeah, so we're going to go visit all these places, find out their stories, taste the food, um, reconvene, and then we're going to come up with the winners, and that will be announced in September. September, okay. So let's, um,
3: yeah, brilliant. If people want to go on the website, as you said, and go to the hub, check out the places that have been nominated, because there'll be brilliant tips there for a place maybe where you live that you've not heard of um yeah and we'll reconvene in september and talk to some of the winners i guess yes
4: definitely winner stories will be out in the october issue and mm. please do get in touch with us um and tell us which of these chefs you think should win because yeah, definitely. we want to know who's the best in yeah, your area you can keep picking <laughs> them up definitely <laughs> <laughs> all right
3: thanks so much Denise. thanks a lot Laura. that was the old magazine podcast if you like this episode please head over to itunes and leave a review we'd love to hear from you For more information on things in this episode, you can visit our website, olivemagazine.com. You can pick up a copy of our new July issue now, or you can go and download the app version. Bye for now, and we'll be back next week with more food and drink chat.